What's going on, you little love puffs, and welcome to another episode of Thoughts from the Toilet with me, Rick Eldridge. And as always, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Home Cooking Delivered, the easy way for you to have food, fresh home-cooked food delivered to your door. So feed your granny. Head to their Facebook by searching Home Cooking Delivered or go to their website, www.homecookingdelivered.net. Now, summer is upon us. You know how it is. We haven't dieted, we haven't trained, we look in the mirror, we're disgusted. Strength and Performance Southampton pride themselves on their hard work to get your weight loss or your muscle gain. Head to their Facebook Strength and Performance Southampton or to their Instagram Strength and Performance Southampton to check out their work and sign up with them today. Next Generation Martial Arts Southampton pride themselves on being Southampton's friendliest mixed martial arts gym. Head to their website www.ngma.co.uk, check out the gallery, check out the team and sign up for your first free session there. And as always a massive shout out to Mission Mental Health Podcast, talking about the most taboo subject there is to talk about and that is depression, anxiety and general mental health. Find them on Facebook by searching Mission Mental Health and follow their podcast and keep up to date. I was tired and fell asleep beneath an oak tree. I've been my mother's proud of me. From each scar upon my knuckle and each craze upon my knee. And all I know is I got a cab and then threw up upon his car seat. He kicked me out and then I walked in the rain. I tell myself in every way I won't be doing this again. And tomorrow's a brand new day. Someone told me. Always say what's on your mind and I am only Being honest with you, I, I get lonely I made mistakes from time to time, say no man call, yeah Baby, I beg you, yeah Mmm, welcome to episode four of Thoughts from the Toilet Thank you for joining me, thank you for tuning in, thank you for listening, liking and sharing as always, it is appreciated. And I'm trying to get this podcast on on different platforms because I'm aware that um, the platforms I've been using recently are difficult for some people to tune into. So I'm trying to make it easy and more accessible for everyone because, you know, the, if you're new to this podcast, the aim of it is to just spread some love. Everywhere you look in, the, you know, the news, the headlines, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, it's uh, negativity. And the aim of this podcast is to bring some light back into the world, um, bring some smiles to your faces and, you know, just uplift that that's that dark mood, which sometimes, you know, that dark cloud, which is sometimes over your head. But thanks for being here with me. I appreciate it. Uh, I hope you're all well. Um, I hope you've all been busy and enjoying, enjoying the weather. And I, I, I think... Um, this weather we're having like recently, obviously, if you look outside the window now and you live where I live, it's it's a lovely, beautiful summer's day. And I think that the good weather that we're, we're experiencing is such a, uh, you know, a natural um, antidepressant. You know, you see these places like um, Norway and Finland, maybe Finland, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but, you know, Norway, Iceland. I know Norway definitely um they have a very, very high suicide rate. And I've, I believe they put it down to how dark it is there um, all the time. You know, there's a few days throughout the year where it is just pure darkness. There is no light or light as we know it. You know, not enough light to um, 
to keep us keep us happy or keep us going. So they have a very high suicide rate there, and that's a shame. But I, you know, it's been put down to the darkness, I believe. And you know, they can't sell. Um, I, I might be wrong. If if anyone's been to Norway, then then please do let me know if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure they can't sell things like uh, alcohol in the shops or certain alcohols in the shops because. Um, you know, people have been known to be using that towards the suicide, which is a great shame. Um, you know, any at any point anyone commits suicide is, is a shame. When you get to the point where you're so unhappy, you feel like the only way out is to end your life, then, boy, that's awful. That is not good. But yeah, man, I think this weather is a real natural antidepressant unless you are um, a hay fever sufferer. You know, I've always said that pollen is that is uh, nature's fart. And I strongly believe that because no one appreciates the fart and no one appreciates the pollen unless you're a bumblebee. And bumblebees are good. I like bumblebees, but they like pollen. I don't. And I've never suffered with hay fever up until this year. I mean, it's been quite bad. I don't know if I'm coming across um, like sniffly or stuffy on the microphone, but in my in my ears, in my head, um, I sound I sound okay. But you know, sometimes my head plays tricks. Sometimes it it um, lets me see things that, I, that aren't aren't actually there, or you know, I hear things. Like sometimes I I hear my 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 phone go off, or my phone vibrate. Or you know, I feel I feel my phone vibrate, and when I look, uh, there's there's nothing there. So sometimes that's your your brain playing tricks, and um, your brain will do that because your brain's powerful. Like I think your brain is sometimes more powerful than than, than you because because your brain runs you. You know, so your brain has the final say on anything you do, makes all your decisions for you. Um, it it just allows you to do whatever you want, but in a way it's doing what it wants to do. And it's very selfish, the brain, because you know, when you're, when you're a kid, the first thing, if you, when you start to learn to ride a bike, the first thing your brain says is put a helmet on, protect me. So, you know, that's that brain being selfish. And you know, if you give your brain the wrong, um, the wrong type of fuel, then it goes erratic. You know, if you if you have um, lots of sugar, your brain goes into sort of overdrive um, and it makes you run around a lot. And if you have sugar at night, it, it make you have very vivid dreams. So your brain is is really clever and it will. And it, imagine just um, imagine just a brain with no body, like if, if a brain could just operate on its own, like if brains were just a thing, if humans would one um thing and then a brain was just another where the brain doesn't need a body to function and maybe one day we'll get to that and that's quite a scary thought you know just a whole world of brains just running around doing you know making bad decisions but you know one day that might happen who knows but yeah getting back to it I think this weather is such a an uplifting good thing. You know, if sometimes if I if I don't feel great, go out for a walk in this nice weather. And nine times out of ten, 
that will change. Your mood will change just by soaking up some of the natural vitamin D and just being out there and breathing in the fresh air or breathing in that fresh pollen. But, you know, if you're if you're a pollen hay fever sufferer, if you if you suffer from nature's fart, you have my sympathy and my utmost respect because going through day to day things is not easy when um, you have hay fever. But yeah, as I said, I'm trying to get myself onto different platforms now. So you can expect um, to, you know, find this podcast now on um, e- more easy, easily accessible places like um, SoundCloud or, you know, YouTube. And I'm hoping in doing that, I can share it onto Facebook. And it's just easy. It's a bit easier. You now it's one click to listen. It's not something you have to sign up to because, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, if anyone is listening. If anyone listens, I appreciate it. And I, I just want to make it easy, easy enough for you. But uh, you know what happened the other day? Hannah texted me. She left for work and she texted me. And she said there's a, an ill hedgehog in the road. And I am a sucker for hedgehogs. I love hedgehogs. And, you know, I, I know that if a hedgehog is out in the daylight, it's probably disorientated, it's probably ill, it's probably in need of looking after. But they say the worst thing you can do is, um, you know, pick it up and move it. But sometimes them hedgehogs can have hypothermia from um, from being out all night. So I, um, I told myself I was going to go and save it. So I got a box ready with some cloths in it and I was going to make a little hot water bottle for this this hedgehog. Um, to try and, you know, uh, revitalize it. I was going to keep it with me all day, keep it under my watchful eye and feed it. Uh, but when I got there, um, it was dead. So Hannah had actually just seen a dead hedgehog and, um, you know, got me excited to go and have maybe a new pet. But yeah, I got there and it was dead. So that was a shame. So I just left it uh, where it was, you know, uh, rest in peace to that hedgehog. But then a few days later, we were driving, driving down the road and the hedgehog had gone and you know i'm sure it was dead because it it was not moving you know i touched it and it didn't respond and there was flies sort of eating it so you know i'm 75 percent sure it was dead unless it was you know maybe it because we've got a lot of alcoholics around the um around our area you know they just sit there and they they drink all day um they don't cause too many problems they sometimes cause a mess but they don't cause too many problems. They just sit sit there, watch the world go by, and they just drink. So maybe this this hedgehog had, um, you know, got into the remains of one of their their bottles of alcohol and drank it, and it was just maybe you know in, in an alcoholic coma. Uh, that's what I thought anyway, uh, until I saw that someone had moved the hedgehog into the road, uh, and then obviously the traffic had all had squished it. And that upset me because, you know, that hedgehog um, didn't want to die in the first place, I'm sure. Uh, it died of what we can only assume is natural causes. I'm not a vet. I didn't do any sort of um, post-mortem or autopsy on this particular hedgehog. But, yeah, some some evil soul had moved it into the road and it had been uh, flattened by by the traffic and by the vehicles, which is a shame. Because... You know, you should just leave it to um, leave nature to do its thing. 
you know, some something maybe a fox will come along and and eat it. I'm not too sure if foxes eat um, hedgehogs because obviously they have spikes. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good good defense mechanism for the hedgehog where they don't get eaten. Um, but you know, nature would most certainly have taken care of that situation because there's not a lot that nature can't sort out. So something or um, you know something or someone would have either come along and moved it or um, eaten it. So it really it really upset and annoyed me that someone had had done that because you just got to let these things. Um, just let nature do its thing and um i was i was playing with my niece in the garden the other day and we found a stag beetle a big female stag beetle and it looked like it was struggling because that was um being attacked by ants so we we scooped it up you're not supposed to do that but we scooped it up and um we we looked after it for a few minutes you know we um done some research as to see what the female stag beetles um best habitat is and it turns out they they're best off living in soil cool soil so they can like burrow obviously to lay eggs so we um got a little container we've got some soil and some leaves and some grass and some sticks put it in there and we fed the the, the beetle some um water and sugar you know to try and get it some more energy and we kept hold of it for maybe 30 minutes and then we released it again um so you know we're just out here doing little bits for little bits for nature and, and helping nature do its thing but then you know i feel like i've been kicked in the teeth by nature because i just try to help and then all nature does is uh you know make me not be able to breathe through my nose and that upsets me because i like to breathe through my nose and nature is also um kicking me in the teeth because they're it's making it making night times very hot and I can't cope with being hot at night. So, you know, I'm having to get the fan out. I'm, I'm getting stuffy. I'm getting, uh, I'm having coughing fits. I'm keeping Hannah awake. So I'm just out here trying to help nature by um, saving its critters or trying to save its, uh, its uh, belongings. Sometimes that's out of my, um, out of my jurisdiction because nature's already done its thing. But then the ones I do help and the ways I can help and save things, uh, nature repays me by making me struggle, which, you know, don't really appreciate. But what can you do? Nature is powerful. And talking of powerful, who's got that World Cup fever? I, for one, don't like football or soccer or Liverpool. But, you know, World Cup fever has taken me over. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I get quite passionate around um, around the Euro Championships and the World Cup, you know. And I think England played very well the other night. I see a lot of people, um, you know, scrutinising them. But I think we did well. But then I don't really know the ins and outs of football. I don't really like it. I used to like football. I used to be really into football until... Uh, I realised that players, you know, are playing for the wrong reasons. Or they're not playing for passion. They're just playing for money. It's just a job to them. And, you know, the the amateur dramatics, the diving, uh, the theatricals have sort of totally ruined it, taken the love away from football for me. So, but yeah, I get really excited around uh, the World Cup. Uh, on Monday when England, when England played Tunisia, made the World Cup debut, 
I was just listening to, um, I think it's called It's Coming Home, the, like, the England World Cup song. I was listening to that all day. And I got some funny looks when I was driving around in my work van and, you know, but passion. You've got to get passionate for these things. I mean, even Hannah uh, came home and watched football and she doesn't like football at all. Like, it's not as if she, it's not like me where she used to like football and just doesn't anymore. She just has never liked football. But she watched it. She got excited. She didn't really cheer too much when England uh, scored. But I'm just glad that she uh, she sat and watched it with me and that's great. But, um, you know, I've not seen too much... Um, craziness in this world cup yet you know i remember one year when i think it was colombia they had um they all sprayed their hair yellow and that was um i don't know why but the whole the whole squad uh had their had yellow hair i think it was colombia again if i'm wrong uh please let me know and um tell me i'm wrong and, and correct me but nothing too um you know crazy at the moment and I like craziness. I like to see a bit of um, bit of people who are out there, you know. And you know, someone who is most definitely out there is, um, you know, that rapper called um, Takashi Takashi Six Nine. He's out there. He's eccentric. You know, he got rainbow hair. Um, and I didn't think I'd ever see the day where somebody um, who has rainbow hair and is claiming to be a, a gangster would um, have such an impact on the world but you know a couple of his songs I really like and he gives his money uh, oh, there's videos of him all over you know like YouTube and his Instagram and stuff of him just giving money away to like the local community and he's from Brooklyn in New York and that's one place we didn't visit when we were in New York which I'm uh, I'm gutted about and I'd love to go back there and and visit Brooklyn because I hear good stuff about it uh, but he's from Brooklyn uh, and I, I think he he claims to be you know part of the Bloods because you know they had the Bloods and the Crips um, over in America and various other places around the world now I believe. But he claims to be a Blood and he's got rainbow coloured hair. So you know I'm not sure if he's a real Blood and um, the 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 other real Bloods are a bit like you know you got rainbow hair you can't be one of us. But he seems. Um, he seems like an all right, all right character. He, he's very out there. He very, um, you know, he says what he thinks, and that's his brain. That's just the way his brain works because people's brains work differently. You know, if he has a problem or if he's, um, if he has something to address, he just uh, he pulls the trigger. And that's not me saying he's um, he's going around shooting or killing people, but you know, he metaphorically pulls the trigger on what he wants to say to people. He doesn't hold back. He just, you know, he lets fly, which I suppose in a way is good. But the only problem with that is when you have such a big voice to the world and you're a, uh, you are an influential character, you really need to um, sort of filter or monitor or choose what you say and how you say it. Because, you know, the, when kids listen to this and listen to how he goes on about he's a gangster and, you know, because he keeps he keeps inviting people to sort of test his gangster, and I'm not entirely sure what that means, um, but that's just what he says. Um, you know, when he says that, and kids are listening to it, they're going to get the same sort of mentality, and they're just going to want people to try and um, you know test them on things. 
And children nowadays struggle with tests as it is. You know, um, they, they, they really, they take the pressure away from, you know, like the, the SATs tests and stuff like that. So to, for someone else to be telling children or influencing children to be tested, you know, not so sure it's a good thing. And he also says, um, let your nuts hang a lot. You know, in his songs and in his interviews, he says, let your nuts hang. Now, um, that could be seen as racist because depending on where you're from, your nuts will not hang. Uh, because, you know, when it gets cold, your nuts try to um, hibernate away inside your body. Um, and when and when it's hot, you know, your nuts hang because they're out there. They're, they're catching that nat- natural antidepressant vitamin D. Uh, and when they when they heat up, you know, they're out there. That's when they hang. So someone who's from a cold country um, may see that as racist because he's saying let your nuts hang. But, you know, sometimes that's taken away from you if um, if you live in a cold country. So that might offend people. Also, that might get a lot of children, um, you know, locked up. Because if he's saying let your nuts hang, the only... I, I suppose it's a metaphor for um, show everyone how how big your your balls are. Uh, you know, don't. I suppose it means, you know, don't be um, intimidated, or you know, if you say something, you have to follow it through. Uh, you know, sort of put your money where your mouth is in, in a weird roundabout way. But he he says, let your nuts hang, and if that could get totally. Um, misconstrued by some people and that could end up with uh, a certain percentage of the world walking around with their nuts out and that's illegal in some places uh a place where it's probably not legal is vegas because you know we've seen um we saw when we were in vegas we saw just a woman actually a few women who were just naked but they just had their body parts painted you know, like their uh, their areolas were painted and um, their vagines were painted. So you couldn't really see what was what, what was all going on there. Uh, but they were naked. And all they were doing was walking around and shaking a cup. You know, they were just uh, get, trying to get tips for uh, just being naked. So, you know, Vegas is probably a place where if you were going to let your nuts hang... That this is probably a good place to do it because you get money for it as well. If you if you got a cup and you get your nuts out, you might you might get a payday. Because Vegas is uh, is is like that, you know. Vegas is no holds barred. They say it's the city of sin, and yeah, I totally believe it is because there's absolutely no filter in Vegas whatsoever. Um, we we got cornered by, uh, I think he was like a Mexican gangster, uh, in in a shop in Vegas and he was asking us uh, about our life at home in the bedroom which was a bit um bit strange it sort of took me by surprise because I didn't expect a big uh, bold Mexican gangster to be asking about that he asked if we live in sin and uh you know by I gave him sort of a confused look because we're in the city of sin and he's asking me this so obviously you know all of us are sort of living in sin uh so I thought maybe he was a bit of a hypocrite or maybe he may have had a mental condition or maybe he was, you know, using um, illegal substances. 
But it turns out he meant, uh, you know, the, the old sex before marriage thing. Apparently that's living in sin. So there's a bit strange to be uh, confronted by um, a big Mexican man and um, his friend, actually, who he was from Brooklyn and he was quite intimidating. Um, but, you know, I was there with my with, with Hannah, my lady. So I had to um, put on this a persona where I wasn't intimidated by him. But deep down I was. Um but that was a bit bit strange. So all there's all sorts of people in Vegas, you know, and the, the place never sleeps. And I love that place, and I will be going back there one day. Uh, but so if you're going to let your nuts hang, do it in Vegas. That's probably um, the best piece of advice you're going to have today, because you know if you're just walking around, you know, Southampton city centre with your nuts hanging out, uh, you will um, probably get arrested. And people do that. You know, a lot of people are walking around the city centre naked. You know, I've seen a woman walking around with no top on. Um, she was an elderly lady and, she, you know, she must have had a mental condition or, again, had been using illegal substances, maybe some hallucinogens. But she was walking around with, um, you know, her, her titties out. And she's walking up and down the, the busy high street just um, with not a care in the world. So it makes you wonder, you know, what she's... Uh, put into her body for her brain to say we're going topless today i don't care how many thousand how many thousands of people are walking around you know this city we're showing them what we've got today uh you know she's just not a care in the world just walking up and down uh with her with her titties out and that's a bit um a bit strange uh but you know that's what you get um you know certainly you get that in Vegas but and you get that sometimes around here but I'm not sure if she got arrested or not because I was saying um, you know if you let your nuts hang you're probably going to end up getting arrested so unless you're in Vegas but I'm not sure whether she got arrested or whether she you know lived to uh, you know get her, um, her boobies out for another day um, I, I don't know I can't I can't comment on that what else has been going on? Uh, Hannah's family just got back from uh, Montenegro. And that's a place I would never think to go on a holiday. But, you know, they went there. They loved it. And they said it was um, really, like, tropical. You know, real nice beaches, um, real nice weather. Um, and I was surprised because I didn't think Montenegro was a place like that. And I would never, ever in a million years to think to go on a holiday there before they went. But yeah, they said it was lovely. Um, you know, there's it's a very raw uh, place. You know, you just walk around the hotel complex and there's um, like, um, what's the word? Wild, wild turtles and um, tortoises just, you know, walking around. And you can pick them up. You can pick them up. Our nephew's got a picture holding a wild um, tortoise. I think it's a tortoise or a turtle. Um I don't know the difference between the two, if I'm honest. So um, if you know the difference, let me know. Uh, you know, write into my Facebook or into the email and let me know the difference between a turtle and a tortoise. Maybe it's something to do with one lives in water, uh, the other one doesn't. Don't know. Not a zoologist, so let me know. Uh, but yeah, apparently a very raw place where you can just pick up wildlife. 
Um, and that's, that's cool because that's one, you know, we don't, we don't have them sorts of things in this country unless, you know, you go to a zoo. Um, so it's good to be able to see and experience nature firsthand and in its raw, raw form like that. Um, so yeah, maybe if you're looking for a place to holiday, maybe look at Montenegro and, um, and that's over by Croatia, I think. Uh, I just, um, I know, I just know Montenegro because of uh, Serbia and Montenegro and they're a football team. Um, but I didn't know it was a, I did not know Montenegro was a holiday destination. So, you know, um, they had a great time. Um, you know, they're all tanned and they're all looking, looking bronze. So if you're looking for a new holiday destination, you know, where you, you, um, maybe you've been places before and, um, you're running out of ideas. Um, so maybe Montenegro may be a good place for you to check out because, you know, it's only, if you live in England, it's only a two hours on an aeroplane and to be able to only fly for two hours and get that sort of, um, place. You know, I think that's that's really good. So definitely, definitely worth looking into. Now, there's a few news headlines which um, which stuck out to me and were quite poignant. I think poignant might be a word. I don't know. Maybe I'm using that in the wrong context. But they, uh, the few news headlines stuck out to me. Uh, and one of them was um, in Belgium, a lion had escaped its pen in the zoo. And... They shot it dead. They shot it and killed it. Uh, now, I don't know whether the lion was causing a threat to people or, um, you know, was going around and trying to, um, you know, sp- uh, spray out on people and trying to um, urinate on them. I'm not entirely sure. But, um, you know, they, they shot it and they killed it. And that's a shame. And that makes me think of um, the hedgehog again because... You know, it's just someone moved it into the road and it was it was flattened, which is unfair. And I think shooting the lion dead uh, is also unfair. Uh, if you're willing to, you know, keep a lion um, in in not in its natural habitat in in captivity, I think it's it's called captivity. If you're if you're willing to keep a lion or any animal for that matter in captivity, then you have to be prepared for them to try and get out and you know surprise when a lion gets out of where it's being kept it does lion shit and all these people have done is um you know killed a lion for because a lion done lion things you know it's i don't understand it and that's not me saying um you know i don't support zoos because i've been to zoos i've been to lots of zoos but um, you know, and I like zoos where the animals are well looked after, but you don't, you don't, they can say that, but you don't know that for sure. But to, in, but to kill an animal, um, you know, because it, it got out of the, the, the small pen you're keeping it in and then done what is only, uh, natural to it is wrong. You know, it's, um, like SeaWorld in San Diego and that's, and this is not to, um, to slate them in any way, but you know, they apparently kept, um, you know, Shamu, I think was Shamu there, you know, uh, f- the free willy, um, killer whale. 
I think she was at one of the Sea Worlds. Anyway, uh, and they um, they kept her in a pool, which when they um, put it to scale and put it against us, was like, it's the same as us being in a bathtub for the rest of our life. I'm not sure that that sounds a bit far-fetched. Um, because, you know, every time I've seen whales in um, a water park or in a, a, um, a water world, they're swimming quite freely. And I can't even turn over in a bath um, without water going everywhere. And Hannah gets really angry at me for it because I, every time I have a bath, I, I nearly flood the floor. So maybe that's a bit of um, an exaggeration on the uh, on the um, on the living front for for them. But you know, I don't think it's the same as us being in a bathtub because they can swim freely. Okay, it's not their natural habitat. Yes, it is probably still cruel but um you know they're they're there to entertain people and that's not their sole existence you know they shouldn't they shouldn't be in in that captivity but unfortunately that's just what happens uh but what is doubly cruel is when a particular animal gets out of that captivity and does what it's supposed to do naturally uh, and is killed that's doubly cruel. So, you know, that's just, um, that's just my thoughts on that. Um, and another, um, another headline, which, which I saw, <clears throat> Acom, the singer or the rapper or whatever he is, <clears throat> uh, he's, he's building a new city in Africa. Uh, and I'm not sure who's going to live there. I'm not sure if it's going to be open to tourists. I'm not sure, entirely sure where it's going to be, because uh, you know Africa is very is big. Uh, but he's building a new city, and he's building it with a currency that he, a new currency he's invented, called a coin. Now, I'm not sure how he's done this. Is there a way I can just make? Can I make up a currency and just say I'm building a city with it? Because, you know, that current, his, this A-coin currency probably doesn't have, you know, any, um, any clarity anywhere. So, so one, one A-coin could be, um, the equivalent of maybe, you know, 10 pence or, you know, 10 cents, wherever you are. So I'm not entirely sure how he's doing this or how he's, uh, he's going about it. But, you know, I think there's alarm bells ringing for me there. He's, you know, he's building his own city with his own currency. Hmm. Something doesn't add up to me. You know, I suppose maybe it's a bit like that Bitcoin. You know, maybe it's a, a fake currency, um, but somehow it's worth something in some way. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know the science behind that. I don't know his logistics behind that. All I know is Akon, um, the singer, is trying to build um, a city, in his own city in Africa uh, with not real money. So I might just try and um, build my own city using Monopoly money and see how far I get. Because this, this to me is like some Illuminati shit because that's the equivalent of it. It's the equivalent of, of me are just trying to build a city with monopoly money and i would get laughed at by anyone who um you know caught wind of that scenario but akon someone with a bit of um 
bit of press and a bit of a reputation. He's famous, you know, he's an A-list celebrity. Uh, he's doing exactly that. But, and that's going ahead, you know, that's making the news. He's doing that. That's happening. Um, but, you know, that's the difference. I suppose that's how the other half live. But this, that, that to me smells like Illuminati. Uh, and I'm, I may or may not be killed after this podcast for, for, you know, for exposing that and, um, you know, mentioning the Illuminati. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully I can do episode five if the Illuminati, will the Illuminati listen to this? Probably not. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure, um, I've got about four listeners now. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, a very, um, worrying headline, in fact, is a local hospital, uh, local to where I live. One of the doctors there had been prescribing, um, opioid medication. Uh, and I, I believe opioid medication to be, uh, things like morphine. Uh, that's my understanding on it. And she'd been describing that to people uh, unnecessarily. And they've worked out that over um, around 456 um, people died or had their life, their lifespan shortened due to her um, uh, prescribing these um, unnecessary medications. Yeah, that's 456 people dead because of one person. That's, you know, that's, um, that's like an uh, Adolf Hitler. You know, that's sort of uh, like genocide, really. Um, but you know, I suppose it's hard. Um, her, her salary was probably dependent on, um, making people believe that this would help. You know, if, if people didn't believe medication would help, um, we would we have a health service? Probably not because people would self medicate. Um, so her salary, so it's hard to convince somebody that it, that one thing is wrong when their salary is totally dependent on it uh, being right or that you believe in that it's right. But, you know, morally is totally wrong. 456 people dead. You know, um, there's cities in the world with, with um, less people than that. Um, so it, in essence, she's wiped out a small, you know, a small town. Um, because she, you know, she wanted her salary, um, and they're trying to get her prosecuted now. And, you know, you hear about this sort of thing, um, a lot around the world, but it doesn't really resonate with you until it's your local hospital, you know, until it, or until it's somebody, you know, that had their life cut short or died because of, um, this person. So, you know, it, um, it resonates a lot more with me when this hospital's, 10 miles down the road. Now I've ran more than 10 miles. So it's right on my doorstep. And when I say I've ran more than 10 miles, I mean in my life, not in one hit. Now I'm no, uh, I'm no marathon runner. But, you know, it's a lot of people dead for one person, which is, um, is totally, totally not good. Yeah, it's, and, you know, I hope she's prosecuted and I hope she's, um, um, exposed for what she is and the families of the people that lost their lives can get some sort of um, you know closure on the situation but we'll see we'll see how the justice system plays this one out uh, an interesting one that I saw in fact was uh, in, from Indonesia and I mentioned this on my Facebook because I was dumbfounded by it uh, a 25 year old woman went missing in Indonesia uh, and they you know they couldn't find her 
Like she's like, you know, the city's or the village hide and seek champion. She's, she's holding that crown. She's got that belt. She's, um, she disappeared. She hasn't come back. Uh, and then they saw a big, I think it was a python. They saw a big python looking very, very full up. And, you know, they, uh, they wanted to check inside this python. But obviously the only way to do it was, um, to cut the python open. So, you know, they cut, they cut him open. Um, and lo and behold, inside the python's uh, digestive tract. Now, to me, digestive tract is just um, a fancy way of saying stomach. You know, I'm um, I'm no medical expert. I'm no animal expert. I'm no expert in anything. So I'll just refer to it as a stomach because that's what I know it as. So inside this python's stomach, and I'm sure it was a python, um, inside its stomach, was the missing lady. And obviously, you know, she'd since passed away. But they cut this, um, the stomach open of the python and, you know, they, they removed, they were just removed this lady from its stomach. And she was still, you know, she was still whole, a whole person. But she just didn't, she just wasn't breathing anymore. She died. And that, that absolutely, um, that fascinated me. You know, she might have just been walking to, you know, go to go to the shop to get some food, go and get a loaf of bread. Whether they, you know, what they do in Indonesia, I don't know. Maybe they don't have shops to go and get bread from. But, you know, she might have just been walking to go and get food. Uh, and then, you know, saw this snake. Maybe she, you know, maybe she tried to run from it. Maybe she tried to pet it. Uh, no one really knows now apart from her and the snake who are both dead. But, you know, that snake consumed her. Uh and you know she's a, a whole human. The snake ate a whole human, not in bits. Uh, he didn't chew her and and eat her in bit by bit. He ate her whole. And you know I know snakes because um, I mentioned before we got a snake in our family and she eats um, mice. And, you know, but when you see that the ratio of you know mouse to corn snake, it. Um, the formula in your head is a bit easier to work out. But when you look at the the formula of the ratio human to python, I think it's crazy how, you know, that python has um, just opened his whole head up and eaten her. And that baffles me, but, you know, yeah, they found, they, they cut the snake open and they found her. Um... You know, obviously she had started to uh, decay and stuff and like one of her feet fell off. I'm sure one of her feet fell off as they sort of tried to, they tried to remove her gently. Um, but you know, um, her body had started to sort of decompose. But I'm not sure how long she was missing. Um, but there's a lot of people, you know, sort of, um, heaving in the background because obviously there's a, a bit of a stench around her because, um, when people die, they, they, uh, end up smelling. And that's not their, that's not their fault. That's just the way it goes. So people were sort of heaving and gagging around her. So I'm not sure how long she'd been missing or how long she'd been in there. Um, but yeah, they found her inside a snake. And that's, um, it's a shame, you know, that she died. Uh, but at least her family got to give her a burial because, you know, there's, there's not, nothing worse than losing someone and not being able to bury them. 
So that that just got real deep there. Um, but yeah, that's Snake Eater. And um, and that's a shame because both now the lady and the snake have died. Um, so really the moral of that story is um, if you're going to wander around, you know, in the jungle, then you should probably go in twos um, or have a weapon. Um, and if you see a snake, don't, um, you know, don't play with it because they don't play with you. They just see you as food. They'll just eat you up. But hey, what can you do? Now we're getting off for 45 minutes on episode four. So I'm going to start to round it up because, you know, I don't want to bore you guys. You're probably bored enough as it is. So I don't want to, um, you know, bore you anymore. But, you know, I am going to try and make it this this podcast more easily accessible for people on easier platforms, uh, you know, a bit more of an easier access. Uh, and I will hopefully have um, like music in and out of these um, podcasts and the episodes, but some some platforms I'm going to be using, um, they're funny with copyright laws. So, um, you know, like SoundCloud especially. Um, I don't think I don't think SoundCloud will allow me to have uh, music. You know, like copyrighted music in the podcast. I think they they remove the episode totally. But um, if I if I can put music on, I will. So if you hear music, you're probably listening to it on a different platform other than SoundCloud. Um, or if you hear it on SoundCloud, you know it might not be up for long. So make the most of it. Um, but I'll try and get music on there. I'll try and you know I'm, I'm looking at having guests. And if if you'd like to come in and be a guest on uh, Thoughts from the Toilet, then get in contact with me and let me know. I'm happy to have anybody on, talk about anything and discuss anything. You know, talking is good. We need to talk more because, you know, mobile phones have killed the art of conversation. So we need to um, start to rekindle the conversation flame. Because we're meant to talk. It's what we're meant to do. Uh, you know, so if you want to come and talk uh, or you want to discuss anything, let me know. Um, you know, big shout out to all the people that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, make sure you check all of them out um, where you can. Um, yeah, and I'll see you back here soon for episode five. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. As always, please, um, you know, like and share. Your support is greatly appreciated uh, and be good to yourself.